Hello, my name is Charles Wright, and welcome to the Complete in Christ podcast, where we endeavor to fit the pieces of our lives together according to the Word of God. Here on Complete in Christ, we're trying something new and kicking off a sermon series. The title of the series is What's in Your Heart? And it's taken from a sermon that I preached in 2019. And the aim of that sermon was that by better understanding the link between our hearts, our beliefs, and our decisions that we would be convicted and ultimately compelled to ask God to show us what he sees in our hearts and then be determined to genuinely and earnestly seek him to renew our hearts and our minds. The sermon is taken from Hebrews chapter 3 verse 12, and I pray that it blesses you. Let's get to it. Ask yourself, what are your deeply held beliefs about your singleness, about your marriage, about your children, about your finances, about your time, about God, about Jesus, about the Bible? And and, and when you see what your beliefs are about that, right, then you'll understand better some of the decisions that you're making. It follows that if my current condition, my outcomes, my results in life aren't aligned with what scripture says, then somewhere along the way, I made the wrong decisions and my decisions are wrong, not because I didn't have all of the information, but because my beliefs are faulty. (laughs) And my beliefs are faulty because of what's in my heart. (laughs) In other words, if I examine my life And if I identify, right, all the areas in my life, in my singleness, in my marriage, in my parenting, in my childhood, in my adolescence, in my finances, in my sexual life, in my thought life, in my health, in my job, in my study life, in my prayer life, where I am living in a way that is counter to what God says, then in those areas, I am being led away from God by a heart, that is evil and unbelieving because of the decisions that I'm making based on what I believe about those things, based about what I believe about singleness and marriage and that whole long list, right? And at the heart of that is my heart (laughs) that does not believe, this is going to hit you now, what the Bible says about those things. I know we don't. Here, I've got an example that the uh, uh, ministry uh, uh, is going to help me with. Here's an example to really drive this point at home. Uh, Everybody knows this. It's the Surgeon General's warning. And it says smoking causes lung cancer, heart disease, emphysema and may complicate pregnancy. Now, let me just go ahead and diffuse some things. This is not about, I'm not talking, if you smoke, I'm not telling you, that's not the point. The point is, is that there's a warning on the box that says that doing this thing, not may, but it causes, right? And no one one is, is, is ignorant 
of the dangers of smoking. But at the at the core of, of, of people continuing to smoke, and you can insert whatever the, the, the habit is that you that, that you may want to think about, but here's the principle. At the core of it is that we don't believe one of two things. We either don't believe the Surgeon General, oh that, that dude or that lady don't know what she's talking about, or I don't believe it's going to happen to me. So for some reason, I'm smart enough, I'm good looking enough, I'm tall enough, I'm short, I'm fast enough. Fill in the blank. Whatever it is that you think that the principle, the, the rule, the guideline, and the consequences that have been rightly established don't apply to you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So if we if we bring it back, right, when we when we make choices and decisions that don't align with God's word, we're either ignorant of what his word says. We don't know that he has something, a prohibition against that. We either don't believe what his word says. <laughs> let, let me just hark you harken all the way back to Genesis. Did the Lord really say that? <laughs> Or we don't believe it will happen to us. God, I know you said that uh, death and destruction goes down that path, but you ain't seen one like me. I'm I'm nice with it, Lord. (laughs) I can sidestep. I can move. You ought to see me. I can I can zig. I can zag. I can navigate this thing. And uh, and I know you made everything, Lord. I know you spoke and nothing and everything that is jumped into existence. But I think I got this one. I know this one a little bit better than you. You who are from everlasting to everlasting and me who's of 36 years of age. That's not my age. I just use that age as a, as a, as an example think I know better than you. Hmm. So at the core of the decisions that we make, when we see that there is misalignment between what the word says our lives should be in certain areas, then and then our decisions are leading us in a way that's away from God, then it's at the core of that. And I don't know, we don't like to say this because we, 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 we like to believe, we do we like to say, I believe in God. No, 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 I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe the the gospel story. (laughs) James would tell us, well, so do the demons. Right? So it must be more than just believing, knowing, understanding. There has to be something that generates some different choices, different decisions. And it has to do with what we have in our hearts and what we ultimately believe. So now let's transition a little bit into guarding our hearts. What does that look like? What does that look like? For this, we want to go to Romans 12, 2, and 3. And this is a very familiar verse. <clears throat> and hopefully most of these verses that we've been looking at, looking at aren't unfamiliar to you, but maybe we're seeing them in some different lights now and connecting them with some... Uh, <clears throat> some spiritual threads that we maybe haven't connected them before. 
Romans 12, 2 and 3 says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world or do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Paul here is admonishing us. He's giving us a warning to make sure we don't allow ourselves to be pressed into the form right? Into the mold, into the image of this world. Instead, we should be pressed into another form. Mm -hmm. Not by making different or better decisions, but by the renewing of our minds. In other words, Paul says, look, the, 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 the ingredients that you're trying to make that cake with in and of themselves are uh, contaminated. You need new ingredients, you can't just all of a sudden go and do and be better. But your hardwiring, your operating system is bad, right? right? So he's telling you, don't start at the end because it's not going to work because you're still using the same defiled ingredients to kind of make this defiled cake. Instead, you need some new ingredients, right? Start with the ingredients. He says you need to renew your mind, right? <clears throat> And by the renewing of our mind, what he's talking about really is kind of renovation. Who's ever gone through a renovation? You ever renovated anything? Either you had somebody renovating something for you, seen it. It is messy. It's, it's a hot mess. So messy that at that, that some point you start thinking, well, maybe this wasn't the right. I didn't want you to tear. I, need, I thought we needed that. We, right? And it typically takes longer than you initially think. I'm sorry, Haskins, but it's going to take longer to get that work done than you thought it was going to take, right? Because invariably, as you begin peeling stuff back, guess what? You find some stuff. Ah, oh, guess what we got to do? I, we thought this wall was good to go, but no, we're we going to have to reinforce it. You want to move through here? That's a load-bearing wall. We got to put that, distribute that somewhere else. And so, oh, there's a water leak. We got to do. So there's always some stuff underneath. Ha <laughs> ha. This is what that prayer was about. God, I, when I look at my heart, the drywall is up, it's painted, there's pictures hanging on it, and it looks beautiful. God says, you don't understand, there's mold all behind here. There's some rats running through, you ain't even seen. It's terrible back here. Cobwebs and, 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 and just, just craziness. Parts of it not even insulated, so just blow anything can come on through, right? But it's not until we begin to tear some stuff down, we begin to renovate, we begin to make a mess, we begin to move through that, and we come out, look, if, if, if you tell me, <laughs> Elder Morgan, oh, Charles, we renovating the whole house, and it's just, it's going to be awesome, and I come over there, and the only thing different is the paint on the walls. <laughs> then I say, Kenny, you didn't renovate anything. <laughs> yeah, you just covered up, you, you got you a new color and painted on it. But when we renew, when we renovate, there's a drastic change. Drastic. We didn't just spruce it up. I didn't just, yeah, let me just move that right there. Renovation done. No. Renovation, you know what else is, is neat about renovation? Typically, you are not trying to hang on to anything that's currently there. You ever seen those shows? They're they not delicately taking cabinets out sledgehammer. Boom. Because this is going. We're not trying to redeem none of this. 
We're not trying to use this. It, it, it won't fit. It, it won't look right, Kenny. When I do my new kitchen, <laughs> that olive green dishwasher, <laughs> it ain't going to fit. So what Paul is telling us is, is that, look, this renewing of the mind is not just brushing up on the edges. It's not just putting a nice color or veneer on the surface, but you've got to get down and dirty. And you've got to begin to break loose some of this stuff that the world has bolted down in our hearts and in our minds and in our thinking. I've got to root that up. And some of that is going to be uncomfortable because I've made some life decisions based on what I thought was true. And I don't want to let it go, Pete. But I have to understand that those decisions that were made were based on a faulty belief system. And either I didn't know what was right, I didn't believe what was right, or I didn't think it would happen to me, but now I've got to align myself with the truth of God's word. <clears throat> Paul goes on to say that as we begin to believe differently, then God's will and his commands, then it begins to make perfect sense. You got to get this. You got to get this. You got to get this. See, initially, what God tells us to do and not to do seems restrictive. I don't understand. I thought he saved who the Lord has freed is free indeed, Kenny. I'm walking in my liberty. I'm walking in my freedom. I'm supposed to be uh, claiming dominion over anything and everything. And then I look in this thing and all of a sudden I see thou shalt not and you better not and you can't and don't do this. And, and, and on top of that, I'm supposed to love my enemies and I'm supposed to turn the other cheek. What is this? I'm giving voice to just, just stuff that that's in there, right? And initially, when we look at what God says, thou shalt, thou shalt not, it seems restrictive because it's being filtered through our faulty belief system. <laughs> our hearts haven't been renewed, right? And when our, our crazy heart filters begin to filter God's word through, then all kinds of stuff is getting stuck on the other side, because I'm trying to make what God says make sense with what I believe from the world. And guess what? It ain't. It's not going to reconcile. Right? And no matter how much I try, it's not going to work. Because my filtration system, my heart, my belief system, my operating system is faulty. <laughs> but... When we give him our hearts, when we open up ourselves and say, God, search me, shine a light on anything in me that's unpleasing to you and show me the way everlasting, then guess what? When we begin to change our belief system and we begin to view the world differently and his commands begin to resonate with us. Right. And instead of being restrictive, we now begin to see his commands as resulting in true freedom, true joy, true contentment, true joy and happiness. Right. And in short, we we find out that what seemed to be restrictive is actually bringing me life more abundantly. 
oh, I know, I know it doesn't seem like it because all you're thinking about is he tells me I can't do that. Mm. <laughs> well, I don't, let me go. I say, hmm. Let me just let me stay here for just a minute. <clears throat> God says, look, you should not be joining together sexually with anyone outside of the confines of marriage. Restrictive. Well, I don't understand, God. You created me with these feelings and these parts, and it feels good. Why is it that I can't move in this direction? I'm an adult. She's an adult. We can take care of ourselves. They've got all kinds of things that can mitigate these earthly physical circumstances. How come I can't move in that direction? <laughs> it might be, just might be, that what God realizes is that, yeah, Man has come up with some things that can keep the physical maybe from happening. I say maybe because even on the box it says it ain't 100% effective. <laughs> but God says, look, <laughs> I'm giving you this command not so that you can keep some diseases and some unwanted pregnancies off of you only. But because I designed that thing to be a spiritual thing. And when you come together in this act, let me just, uh, in this act that actually is an image of how Christ and the church comes together, then there's something else going on than just some juices flowing and some emotions going up and down. And I know, I know this is maybe a little deep, but we need to talk about this. And God says, and I know what you don't know. You go around attaching yourself to all these different people and then try to figure out when you present yourself to the husband or to the wife that you want and you've chosen why you're incomplete and broken and you can't give all of yourself to them. Well, that's because there's traces of you all over in the past. Now, Here's the beauty. Here's the beauty. For all of us that have not heeded that warning, there's grace and covering. He can restore and he can bless and he can help you move through. But the point of it is that God knows more than we do. And he says, if you want that moment when you say, I do, and then you consummate that thing to be the penultimate, if you want that mate to have what no one else can claim to have but them, Follow my commands. Right? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Complete in Christ podcast. If you have any questions regarding this episode or series, you can send them to questions at completeinchristpodcast.org. Please include your name, where you're from, and the specific episode you're referencing. Also, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It gives us feedback that helps us to keep improving and provide some insight for those who may be listening for the very first time. Again, my name is Charles Wright, and until next time, be blessed.